0: Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We often spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church by interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We want to start by personally inviting you to church this Sunday. We have two services, the first at 9 a.m., the second at 11 a.m., if you come to that 11 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation available. That's also the service we live stream on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we're beginning a two week series on home improvement building a home that will last from Ephesians 5, verses 21 to 33. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor.
1: Hey, Hapa Day, Chris. This week, we're going to dive into this text at the end of Ephesians chapter 5 that tells about every role in the home and gives us some instructions. In fact, they're very clear instructions for each of us that will allow us to have homes that would flourish. And you know, uh, there's so many things about families in today's world that are complicated. Uh, We want to go back to the source. God is the one who ordained the family and define again what it looks like, what it means, what the purpose was. And so we're going to just take a couple weeks for this, but I uh, would invite you to come uh, as we just talk about the roles in the family and how God designed it to be for our blessing. That's really our burden. So let me invite you to come along with us this Sunday. Well, we have in our studio today, Edwin Astori Mangmata. i was not sure if I get that right with the last one. How close was I, Edwin?
2: Uh. Pretty close. Pretty Ma- close? Mang
1: Matao. Yeah. Okay. Um, so glad to have uh, both of you here. Welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you for having us. We're glad we'll be here. Well, I know you've been excited about coming. Uh, you said a little bit nervous, but not that much. You guys look pretty comfortable, <laughs> so I'm, I am really glad that you're here. We have the opportunity in Harvest Time to hear some of the stories and testimonies of people that are a part of our church Uh, hear about how God's working in their life. And so we're excited to be able to talk with you today. Um, Well, first of all, you have a family uh, story. Let me start with you. You have two beautiful children. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes. (laughs) What are their ages and names? Uh, Firstborn, Felicity. um, She's five, going on six. And Adrian, he's four, going on five.
1: Okay, and uh, those kids are around church a lot, around campus. It's awesome to see them growing up and seeing your family grow. That's it's really exciting. Um, well, first of all, let's kind of back up. Tell me a little bit about where both of you guys are from and how you ended up getting to Guam. Edwin, let me start
2: with you. So I'm from Yap, uh, one of the outer islands of Yap called Faiz. I mean, I was born in Fais but I grew up from Ulithi because we're, that's where my dad worked. So we moved from Faiz to Ulithi.
1: How old were you when you moved there?
2: Uh, three. Okay. Very little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we stayed there for like most of our lives, staying in Eulity. So I stay there and I go back uh, to Faiz like for summer, but most of the time I stay there on Euleti. But um I find out about a Harvest because uh, four of my siblings came to this uh, college here, HPPI uh, and HPPC. I have my, my older brother, Pastor Ron, now Pastor James, Patwin, and my sister that they came to Harvest. That's how I know to uh, heard about uh, this place. And uh, also one summer I go down to Maine. Island when my brother graduated, he went back and served at the church there. There is a camp team, they came from here. Um, uh, okay. I think, uh, Sander, Pastor Sander is the one lead oh, that really? place. So Michael I mean Sanders. Yeah. Michael. He was just here this summer, right? Yeah. The same guy. Yeah. Okay. So he came there. He's the one doing the camp and I was part of the camp as a teen. So that's more, uh, that's how I know more about Harvest. He, some connections yeah, with Harvest because I stay on the church property and they stay there. So every now we spend time and they talk to me about the thing. No, just invite me to come here, but okay, I'm still in a school, like I haven't graduated, so yeah, you're still in high school then. Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Uh, I mean, you know this, but I've been on Fice and actually on Ulithi. I didn't realize that you spent that much time on Ulithi, that's really where you grew yeah, up. That's where I grew up. Okay, Pastor James, uh, Masensi, yeah. James and Masensi, yeah, are there no, now. they're there, they're, they're yeah. in the Yuleti. Yeah, both of those islands are beautiful, <laughs> really incredible. Um, a neat history from, you know, where you grew up. And we'll talk some more about how, you know, how it ended up getting here. But, sorry what about you? Where are you from and how did you get to Guam?
3: I'm from outer island of Juk, called O'Neup. I went to Maine uh, during high school. I grew up in O'Neup. And then when I get to high school, I went to Maine, staying with an uncle, which he... He have some kids coming here, so that's how I uh, heard about Harvest, and he's the one um, wanted me to come here. So.
1: Okay, so you both of you, you know, your contacts on Guam and uh, and Harvest was through HBBI yeah. back then, right? Yes. So what year was that that you first came here?
2: Uh, my first year here. Yeah, do you remember?
1: I think two thousand twelve. Okay. Story, what about you?
3: 2010.
1: Okay. All right. So both came here, you know, about that time. Um, And uh, I was going to ask you about, um, well, you know, just kind of the adjustment. Had you been, you know, out of Chuk and out of Yap before? Had you been to Guam or anything else? No. No. First. (laughs) Okay. So what did you think about Guam when you first arrived here?
2: weird it's <laughs> just different it's different a lot of big buildings on all kind of things that we haven't seen on our island it's like it's really bright for us <laughs> yeah i'll <would> say that. <laughs> tell me about uh you
1: know your spiritual story um edwin you started talking about this a little bit yep. when the connection with that camp right so your brother uh, older brother
2: had become a christian some time back and yeah just tell me about that so growing, growing up, I don't really know my brother. Not really know, but I know him, but it's not like only for a short time because he didn't really stay with us. Yeah. Because he's older and he's out. So I'm with my parents and he's there. I, all I know about him is like, Things that he do that it's not good. He's a naughty, <laughs> I will say that he's a naughty guy. Yeah. So all, all, a lot of people talking about him for what he do on the island, on our island, Fais and Unity. So it, growing up, I heard all those things about him. But as a kid, I thought that's a like a, a really, a real hero. Mm-hmm. My brother doing all those things because I want to be like him, be strong and, but like, how many years did I didn't see him? Because mm-hmm. he go down to Maine Island and then end up, I don't know how he know about harvest, uh HPBI, and then he end up uh, coming to HPBI. Mm-hmm. So I don't see him for I don't know how many years. But when I see him, when he come back from uh, here, he graduate, go back to, uh, Yap. Yeah, he didn't go to aurang He stay in Maine. Okay. And then he invite me. He pay my ticket to come down, stay with him. the first summer that I, Get to spend uh, time with him, so I go down and I see a lot of big changes in his life. Mm. It's not you said the, changes, right? Big yeah, changes. It's not the Roland that I know. Okay, because the Roland I know is you know, it's doing things that uh, as a kid I thought that's like you know being you know, one of tough or strong. Mm-hmm. But when I see him, it's like big difference. He's you know he's preaching the Bible and all the his, uh, what do you call, attitudes change, all the, how he talks to people. Mm-hmm. So that thing make me think about, I want to know what I, what caused him to be like that. Yeah. Because as a kid, it's like, make me curious, why he's like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I stay there for that summer and then go back. Every summer, he pay my ticket to go down because uh, every summer they have a, uh, camp. Okay. And he wants me to be part of the camp. So the next time he pay my ticket, come down, and that's when the group from here come with Pastor Mike. Okay, so there's a a camp team that
1: came from here to kind of run
2: camp and get counselors. And uh, And that was in Yap, right? Yeah. On Yap. Okay. He's like the, uh, I think uh, Ron is the uh, youth pastor there. He's helping in the church. Okay. So when Pastor Sunder come, he's the one doing the camp, but Ron is helping. Yeah. But every night, like when a camp finish, they don't stay on the church. Like the teens, we go drop them back to their house. Mm-hmm. So every route he will take, he will call me. Mm. So he will go drop off the kids, and our way back to the house, he will talk to me, mm. ask me questions like, if you die, do you know where you will end up? Mm. Do you believe in Jesus? Because all the week we were listening to sermons and all the stuff that uh, they're preaching. But what— um, one uh, verse that I really think make me think because I'm thinking all the things that i done, there's no way that God will forgive me and mm. help me save me, yeah, but romans ten thirteen he shared that to me, whoever oh, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, yeah, that's the first that I, it make me think about our way back to the house to the church he asked me a question and you know share the was that the first to me it' stuck in my. Mm -hmm. my brain when I come to the house and continue talking and he ended up leading me to Christ and uh, then I I'm thinking that after that I got saved I'm thinking like I'm going 100 miles per hour Mm. I'm going back home I'll do all these things that for the Lord Mm. but going back uh, to the islands it's different there's not it's it's not really have people that uh, will help you encourage you you will, you know lift you up if you're down, because people say they're Christian, but uh, they're not living as a Christian. So when I go there, I have a lot of friends back then, like, you know, friends. This would have been back to Uleti,
3: right?
1: Yeah,
2: go yeah. back to Uleti. Friends yeah. that we, you know, party together. Yeah. So when I go there, when I got saved, I was so excited to go back, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about my friends. Yeah, I'm going to share the word to them. But instead, I go there, Instead of uh, leading them to Christ, little by little they pull out me, mm-hmm. pull me out from, like, grow a- away from God. Because yeah. uh, I'm a kid, they have a lot of um, a lot of people there, I have a lot of friends, and they're make start making fun of me because they see changes. But you know, they little by little, I'm pulling away from God, and it's like that. It's like uh Samer, the one that it's like charge me up and go back down to Main Island and, you know, involve in church. Because back uh, back in New York, we don't have that kind of church. We only have Catholic church. right But um, that church is like, you just go down. We just go down attend service, but we're not really learning anything. Even Bible, we don't open it. We mm-hmm. just go down and listen to the priest. Mm-hmm. But I'm thankful that every summer my brother my ticket to go back down. So it's really a big boost for me to go down and, you know, charge up and learn more about Christ. But when I go to the island, it's like it really slow for me to. It's such a there. good
1: reminder, Edwin, of how important the church is, right? Which is not a building. I mean, when we talk about the church, we don't mean just a building. We mean the people of God that are all trying to learn his word and grow together and help and support and give accountability to each other. Yeah, because when you go to some place where you don't have that, it's it, it's so hard, especially yeah. as a young Christian. I mean, you're just a baby Christian yeah. then trying to figure out how to live. That's really interesting.
2: Yeah, I was so thankful that, you know, God used uh, my brother in my life really big. He didn't give up on me. Yeah. Like, even he do not really have money, but he best to bring me every summer to go down, you know, be part of the church and yeah. so it's a really big help for me yeah and I'm thankful that he did that for me and God is using him not just in my life but in my whole family right so my mom's safe my dad's safe all my not all my brother yeah all my brothers are safe I don't know about my older sister if she's says she's, she's safe but I don't know because I haven't really spent time with her mm-hmm. it's like we're out far apart too. So. yeah
1: well i was uh on Fice with your brother when pastor roland was still there yeah. um and god is doing you know a really great work there so when you were meeting with him he was in Yap. but then after that he went back to Fice. Yeah, right back there Yeah. and plant the, plant church. the church yeah. there which is that's a whole nother cool story of god's yeah. blessing and goodness and uh yeah thank you thank you for sharing that it's exciting yeah Story. What about you? Tell me. Tell me about how you became a follower of Jesus.
3: Growing up, I've I've heard about Jesus dying on the cross, rose again. I've gone to church, which is a Protestant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only religion we have on our island. Mm-hmm. We just go listen, but as Edwin said, we. It's rare to see young kids do open people. Mm -hmm. So when I go to high school, my uncle wanted me to come here. It wasn't really what I wanted, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't want to upset him or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I just go ahead and apply for here. And then when I graduated, I found out that I was accepted. So, I came here. I came here. When people ask me if I'm saved, back of my head I'm. On, I always wonder, what does it mean? Yeah. Like I know, I know Jesus died. I know Jesus died on the cross and He rose again. He loved us, but I never understood like what's the meaning of uh, being saved or have a relationship personal relationship with God. Mm. So I go along with the crowd. But then my second year, I finally dedicated my life to the Lord. Uh. Believing that He loved me no matter what. It's not by works, because that's what I've been doing. Like When I sinned, I thought I'm not going to heaven anymore because I sin. So over and over again, I will ask God to Forgive me and save me again. So attending HVBC makes me realize things or learn a lot, especially God's love. He loved me no matter what. So.
1: Wow, and that's such a familiar story of, I think, many people in all kinds of different churches that grew up thinking that, you know, if I mess up, then God, you know, Maybe I'm not a Christian, and I try to make it right. And you said this story. You said it's not of works, right? So it's not based on whether I can do enough good things, or if I can keep enough bad things out of my life. But I think a lot of people feel that way. That's how they're gonna, you know, either get to heaven or miss heaven is whether they do enough good things or not. Um, but yeah, boy, it was just so clear how you described that. <laughs> you knew and heard that God loved you. And has offered his gift of salvation to you. And all you had to do was accept it and receive it. Did you feel like, st- Story, when that happened, did you feel like something changed for you? Like what changed?
3: I would say that I felt relieved. Uh, <laughs> and uh, um, it changed me knowing that I could never ask him to save me again. Mm-hmm. The first the in Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 8, that says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of work, works, lest any man should boast. So I would say that it changed my perspective of life or or even how I see things.
1: You said earlier that um, th- you know that there was now a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so before you were trying to work, you know, do enough good things <laughs> yeah. to try to get to heaven. But that's the Bible talks about this this relationship that happens through the spiritual birth, and when when we've received that. You're right. I understand what you're saying. It does. It's just change. It changes our perspective, changes the way that we think, changes our confidence. So we don't have to worry about, Mm -hmm. boy, I hope I don't mess up and then I'm going to miss out on heaven. You know, we really can have confidence in God's love and his desire to have us as his children. Not too long ago, uh, a story, your sister, your younger sister, Isabena passed away. And I know that was a really hard on you, on your family, on many people that loved you guys and loved Isabena. Um, through all that, your faithfulness to Jesus and your trust in him was so evident. I really in, was so moved by how you guys, even through the grief, it was a hard time, but your trust in God was good. And then God really came along you know, and provided for you in some pretty significant ways with some of the you know some of the details about the funeral and all that and story. You might have a hard time talking about it, but maybe Edwin, um, would you be willing to share a little bit of that story? I think it might be encouragement for people.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the big part of it is the financial part that we see how God provided for for the funeral for our family. It was a lot of money that the, mm-hmm. they charged. To be honest, the first time I heard, uh, the bill, it blew up my mind. I don't know where to get the money from because, uh, he's going to stay with us for that, uh, the whole uh, four years she stayed with us. So it's like, it's on us mm-hmm. for me as a man. It's on me. I have to come up with the, the financial part. So it bothers me. And it also, that thing really helped me. It's the, it's the family. It's the Christian family. Mm. They come alone and encourage us. And, and also one person that I really encouraged us during that time is uh, my wife's uh, mom. Let me back up. My in-laws, they're in Alaska. Mm. So when sh- my sister-in-law is still uh, in the hospital, they want to come. But it's also a problem for them because they don't have money for the ticket to come here. So when my uh, isabella passed away, they want to come join the funeral and also think about the uh, finance for the funeral and their ticket. So they're thinking not to come because if they can use the ticket uh, money for their ticket to put together with the money for the funeral, it will be a helping. Mm-hmm. But seeing my mother-in-law house, you have really strong faith because she believe in God. She know that God will provide. She she when we have ministry, she said that if God want us to be in Guam with the Shepana, He will provide the money for hmm. our ticket. Yeah. And if God want us to have the money for the funeral, God will provide. After that, people that we don't know, people that we haven't met them, they send cards with you know money in it, check. And people here uh harvest uh stories relative my relative people that we haven't talked to them mm-hmm. for so long. God used them to put the our need uh money that we need and it's not even a, a month and we have the money uh more than what we need and we really praise God for that because we don't know what to and It's something that I really encourage us. Mm -hmm. If you trust God, he will take care of you. If you're faithful, God, he will provide everything that you need. And he always, always provide. He provided our money for a stone for the Mm -hmm. grave. He take care of everything. Mm -hmm. He take care of everything. God is good. He's faithful. And I'm just thankful that, uh, you know, he used people in our lives it's really a big encouragement to me and my wife it's a great fulfillment of the
1: promise out of matthew 6 that if we (coughs) seek him first and his kingdom that he'll take care of all these other things and he's you know he talks about he's going to care for the what the birds you know eat and what the flowers wear and if god cares about those things then he's going to take care of these things for us too and thank you guys for uh uh, your faith which has been evident and and really it, it just brings glory to God for what he has done in your life and the ways that he's provided and so we're thankful for you, thank you for your faithful family and uh, we love what God's doing and looking forward to continuing to serve him and minister for him together so thanks for joining us today
3: thank for you so us.
0: and thank you for listening to Harvest Time this week at this point in the program we always want to personally invite you to be with us for services on Sunday. We have one at 9 a.m., the other at 11 a.m. That 11 a.m. service is live streamed also on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. But if you come to the 11 a.m. service, we have Japanese and Korean translation, which is available. We'd love to see it at either service. This week, we're beginning a two-week series on home improvement, building a home, that will last from Ephesians 5 verses 21 to 33. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.